we are in the fourth week on Easter weekend. We kicked off a brand new series called Love Invasion. And we're in the fourth part of that. We're going to go for a couple more weeks after this on this concept of love invasion. If you've got your version notes open, you can track there. If you've got one of our awesome little bulletins we handed out, then you can track along with that. <clears throat> but we've been chewing on this concept for four weeks in a row now. That the beauty of God's love is that He has chosen to pour out His love forgiveness and acceptance on those who were his enemies that his love invaded enemy territory how beautiful how beautiful of a concept that we don't have this reservoir of god's love at sitting there at the top of some religious ladder that we have to climb up so that we can attain and then enjoy god's love no that's not it at all it's god poured it out on us he, he lavished it on us while we were away from Him, while we didn't care. While you didn't give a rip about God, God was busy thinking about you and loving you. God was p- making plans and putting people across your path. Maybe you were invited by somebody here today. That's part of God's operation of love in your life, that God invaded enemy territory and guess what he's not intimidated by people that don't like him he's not intimidated by that god's not intimidated by people that think that and they want to blame him for stuff even though it's not his fault he doesn't get his feelings hurt by it god inserted himself into that environment into that place See, Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his own love for us. He wanted to show it. He wanted to show the vastness and expansiveness and how deep it reaches. So he demonstrated it for us. He demonstrated his own love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That he died alone. That even his closest people abandoned him. That his boy, Peter, that said he had his back, even for a little flash of a moment of valor, pulled out a sword, lops off a guy's ear and tries to do it all the wrong way. And Jesus miraculously heals a man that came to arrest him. Love invaded over and over and over again. Love rebuked Peter for that kind of activity. And Peter just hours later turns his back and Jesus dies in a place of aloneness and rejection. And he did it so willingly to demonstrate His love for us. That is what this is about. Anytime there's this deep love, anytime there's this deep passion, man, we want to show it. We want to express it. We want to do these things like, you know, rent rent the blimp and put it on the side of the blimp or go to the ball game and have it flash up on the scoreboard or do these different things. When Cutie and I were uh, in our engaged period, she still says, I never officially asked her to marry me. And she's still not forgiving me for that. It's true, you haven't. Whatever. And, uh, uh, anyways, and so, but in this time period, um, then I wanted, to, I wanted to demonstrate my love for her. Well, at, the, at that point, I was very involved politically. I was very involved and, and was very active on political campaigns and different stuff, and so... I was, uh, one of my skill sets was knocking on strangers' doors and asking if I could put a yard sign in their yard. 
And, you know, it wasn't always a pleasant experience. People didn't always agree with my candidate or whatever. And, um, but I got to where I could do that. So I decided one day I was going to take my skill set and I was going to demonstrate my love for my sweetheart. And she always drove the same path from her house to my house. So I made up a bunch, I got some poster board, handmade a bunch of my own yard signs that said, Brandon loves Krista, and started the Brandon loves Krista campaign, and I had made the, back in the old dot matrix banner printer days, anybody remember when you printed and you had to tear it off? Remember those days when it wasn't individual sheets, had the little holes on the sides of it? I made one of those signs, and hung it up in the, hung it up in the living room, Brandon loves Krista headquarters. Took a T-shirt with a with a sharpie, wrote my campaign T-shirt, wrote it wrote it out, and made my my yard signs. And I went and I knocked on doors all along the route that she would come and put out about a dozen signs. And thankfully, during the day, usually it's it was the women that were home, and and it was easy pickings. Then I said, like, "Can I put this sign?" Oh yeah, that is so sweet. That is so awesome. My husband's a jerk. Those men did not like seeing that yard sign when they got home. And uh, so I put these yard signs along so that she would drive along. And I don't know how many she had to pass before. She, she may have noticed the very first one. But eventually, along she went. Then here's a Brandon loves Krista. Next yard, Brandon loves Krista. A couple yards down, Brandon loves Krista. Turns the corner, Brandon loves Krista. Brandon loves, turns the next corner, Brandon loves Krista. Brandon loves Krista. All along the way, there were these signs to demonstrate my love and my care for her. God loves us. And He is constantly pouring out His love and His greatest sign. The, the big banner, the big blimp in the air is the fact that He poured out His love on us while we didn't care. So as soon as our hearts turned, it was just we stepped not into a, a closed fist ready to knock us down, but we stepped into open arms ready to embrace us. That is, the, that is where we are at. That is what this relationship with God thing is about. And then that brings us into this place of, of then stepping into this and being allowed to be made new creations. And then he brings us into the assignment. He brings us into the love demonstration. He brings us into the love invasion. And we've looked at this scripture every week. 2 Corinthians 5. We're jumping into verse 17. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Oh, we love that. It's beautiful. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and now has given us. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Notice that he gave it to us as a group. As a group. He's given this ministry of reconciliation to us. Not to a handful of people, but to you and all of us that have said yes and embraced that demonstration of forgiveness. We're now, we have this ministry of reconciliation. You have it. I have it. Us collectively. We have this. We're part of the love invasion that God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. That should be the chief thing off of our tongues. When we talk to somebody who's disconnected from God and we begin to talk to them about God and our relationship with God, the first thing off of our lips should be that, that God is not counting men's sins against them in Christ. 
that in Christ that it's, it's, it, we have this place of forgiveness that should be the first thing off of our lips. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. But as he's done it, he's made it to where he's given it to us, to us. So that means that there's no room for lone rangers. We are not to be lone rangers on this love invasion. It's not this thing of, well, me and Jesus, we kind of got our own thing rolling here. Well, I'm, I'm, he loves me, I love him, we're cool. And, and honestly, Christians are kind of a pain in the rear and I don't really want to deal with them. My, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are, they're kind of family I don't want to, I don't want to claim. That's, we don't have that privilege. We're not lone rangers on this love invasion. He has connected us with other Christ followers on purpose. And guess what? We are to invade. Our assignment gets done. We're to invade in platoons. We're to invade in groups. He is, that's why he's connected us. That's why the, the local church is a beautiful thing. And all of these clusters of believers that are sitting around this city, it is a beautiful thing that as they huddle together and come together to be the body of Christ together, to lean on each other and grow from each other. We're about to get into all of that. It is so important God puts us together that way. I spent yesterday morning up until the early part of the afternoon in a team meeting for another ministry that I'm a, that I'm a part of that we're planning to, for, for a bunch of young men that don't even know they're coming yet this summer. And it only happens, that only happens because of a team. It only happens because of a group of believers. It only happens because of this platoon for this love invasion. That's the way this works. See, Ecclesiastes 4 tells us two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Pity that guy that hasn't connected himself with some other people that he trusts that can help him up. That that there is this safety and there's this blessing and there's this it's just smarter to be connected with others. Even an advertising company. I've got a couple of commercials I want to roll for you from um, from Europe. So even an advertising company understands this. You roll it. smarter to travel in groups when all of a sudden the enemy get, begins to suck us in all of a sudden begins to, to try to devour us it ought, there ought to be this thing where we begin to rally to each other where we begin to step in and 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 be be that support there's another one that's very similar i want to show it to you as well
It's just better. I tell you what, when we were getting ready to plant Celebration Church and get it going, then I tell you what, immediately we began to pray about the team. We couldn't do anything without team. We can't live our lives without team. Deuteronomy 32.30 says one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. There's this multiplied return of effort when we connect with each other. It's just a huge, huge thing. God sets us in to, <clears throat> to each other. Whenever I came here as a freshman to ASU, I've shared with you all a few weeks ago about my, my experience where I finally said yes to God on a significant level the summer before my senior year. But I also said my life didn't really reveal it too much, that there was ha- a bunch of stuff happening on the inside, but the outside wasn't, wasn't showing it the way it should have. And when I came to ASU... I was uh, obviously a year into that process and, and I had already made some, some decisions. I'd already made some decisions of uh, some, some lifestyle choices, that I, things I wasn't going to do anymore, some of the party life and all that that I, I wasn't going to do. But I, I didn't get connected well with, with other believers. And I kind of floundered for about a semester. And part of it was that I was still super connected with my original high school small group. I was connected with a group of people. And they were my buddies. We, we called ourselves the fellas, and there was four of us. And we were tight. We were super, super tight. And as God began to work in my life, then even that summer before my senior year, my argument with God was that it wasn't that I was will, unwilling to, to stop partying or stop drinking or do any of those things. It's I was unwilling to lose that core group of friends. I'm like, God, if I go with you, they're, we're just going to drift apart. They won't go with me. They won't go with me. It, will, it may not mean immediate termination of the friendship, but one day I will look up and they won't be there. And I'm not ready for that, God. I'm not ready for that. And that was my big argument. And even all through my freshman, my first semester, my freshman year, there was this, this tension. And that as I was doing it, finally I made the decision on Christmas break. And I was like, all right, God, I'm just going to go with you. I'm just going to go with you. And it was just not long until those relationships just began to just naturally dissolve. We're just going in different directions. And I immediately came to ASU back. I was moving into a new part of the, the high rise. And I immediately began to pray, God, give me friends. God, I need to be set in. I need people that will build me up. I need people that will pour into me. And there's a, there's a guy in this room right now, Kelly Dunn. Where is Kelly? He, he's counting the offering. <laughs> he's part of the team. Kelly Dunn was one of the very first guys that God connected me with. And way back then, way back in that moment, God connected me and he was connected with another little group of believers. And God pulled me in and sitting around on school nights and playing spades and 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 just goofing off and drinking coffee at a dixie diner that doesn't even exist anymore and and uh and just spending time with each other then god began to stir me up and to 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 bring a solidity to my faith and my commitment to christ and i'm telling you i'm telling you that kelly dunn who's counting the offering right now played a huge role in celebration church eventually coming about because god added him to my life He added this friend, this person who would speak the truth to me and to be there for me and to do life with me and to pray with me. It may 
made the difference. It made the difference. Mark 6, 7 says, calling the 12 to him. He has, Jesus has 12 disciples. 12. 12. And now he's going to send them out to go and, and do the ministry. And there you go. You go, okay, well, then now we've got 12. That's cool. Well, he, he, he pairs it down into to fewer nodules of impact. And he sends them out in pairs. Look at this. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over, over evil spirits. And they go out and they minister. And as Jesus sends them out, he sent nobody out alone. Nobody. He didn't send anybody out by themselves. We look down here in verses 12 through 13. It says, They went out and they preached that the people should repent. And they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil. And they healed them. They're doing the ministry that Jesus himself did. And Jesus did it there. And and he mobilized them through these ministry teams. These little ministry teams. That's the way God chooses to function with us, And that's what he wants. He wants us to, to lean on each other. And then he wants us to, to take the darkness and to be a love invasion and to go where it's at. And so many times what we can do is we can get excited about connecting with each other. Ooh, it's an ugly world out there. And we want to get further and further and further away. And all of a sudden, it's a love retreat. It's a love, I'm getting out of here instead of a love invasion. So many times what we can do as believers, we can try to begin to isolate ourselves and maybe be drawn to something as goofy as this. There we go. Mom, where's Timmy? He's gone to be with the Lord. He's dead? No, silly. He and his family have moved to Bubble Creek Canyon. dream of a day when you can drive to work without being forced to look at unchristian billboards and bumper stickers? When you can turn on the radio without hearing the electric guitar or some other horrible instrument of the devil? When you don't have to interact with bozos who have the audacity to disagree with you? Well, at Bubble Creek Canyon, your dreams can come true. Hello. Or as we like to say at Bubble Creek Canyon, heaven out. Bubble Creek Canyon is an isolated community nestled in 3,500 acres of magnificent and desirable real estate. Best of all, it's 100% heathen free. That's right, and you'll think it's the next best thing to heaven. At Bubble Creek Canyon, we use an elaborate screening process to ensure that our residents completely agree with our doctrine. No ifs, ands, or Buddhists. We're a heavily gated community with fantastic facilities, breathtaking sight lines, and Christianized amenities. We have a Christian shoe store, a Christian t-shirt store, a Christian underwear store, a Christian bank, Christian grocery, Christian car dealership, Christian pet store, Christian liquor store, and a Christian tattoo parlor. Temporary, of course. We have a nationally recognized school district and only one textbook. We also think you're going to like our library. How'd this filth get in here? the BCC Cinema, you can watch all the latest movies without worrying about the questionable content, because we removed it all. Every home comes with a spacious backyard with plenty of room for an optional baptism pool. Hey, pin the ear on the high priest soldier, one of my personal favorites. And each home comes equipped with built-in Christian signage. Just try to pull this off the wall. 
With our combination cable and internet package, you'll have access to ES Pray N, My Heavenly Space, God Tunes, Godopedia, God Gold, God Bay, Godcast, and The Sopranos. Every morning, a copy of our community paper will be delivered to your doorstep. And our publication is committed to protecting you from all that unpalatable bad news that's always happening around the world. Our landscaping company, Holy Ground, will make sure that your front yard is always impeccably manicured. We've added a new feature this year. Around the holidays, special sensors in the streetlights detect non-nativity ornamentation and act quickly to eliminate these unsightly eyesores. Bubble Creek Canyon. If God wasn't omnipresent, he'd probably live here. Probably not. That can be our tendency where we begin to isolate ourselves and we want to huddle up. What I'm talking about in connecting with platoons is not to isolate ourselves from the world. I'm talking about our closest influences. I'm talking about the people we lean on every day. I'm talking about the people who have speak into our lives, that we reveal our dreams and the things God's doing in our heart and that they're going to pray with us and, and support it and, and encourage us to, to walk with God in a radical way. That those people, those people should be people that are, that are bent that same direction. But we, God doesn't hook us up in these platoons so that we can go hide and live some little, some little sterilized life. What he does is he hooks us so that we can be the love invasion God's called us to be. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. So as God connects us with others, because our, and God does connect us with others, because our love invasion, first off, it's going to require some encouragement. Folks, we don't live in Bubble Creek Canyon. We really don't want to. It's not our assignment. But we don't. We don't live in a place that's sterilized from the difficulties and the adversities that the world <clears throat> throws at us. So you know what? You're going to need some encouragement. You're going to need people in your life that are going to build you up and be in your corner and that are going to be there for you. And that's what part of this is about. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you're doing. You're doing it, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep building each other up. Just keep building each other up. Matthew 3, 17 says, A voice from heaven said, uh, <clears throat> I want us to really take this in context, that a voice from heaven, and this is at Jesus' baptism, says, This is my Son, whom I am loved. With Him I am well pleased. Here the Father, God the Father, encourages God the Son. And immediately, as we keep reading in Scripture, that's when Jesus goes off and spends 40 days praying and fasting in the wilderness and the enemy comes and attacks him and attacks him on the front over and over again of if you're the Son of God. That here this, the, the Father gives this incredible place of public encouragement to Jesus. If Jesus needed this, if this is this, this demonstration, you and I need it, folks. We need it. We need people in our corner who are, who are encouraging us over and over and over again. In fact, it's something we ought to maybe even be get a little bit creative with. Let's use our creative <coughs> energies on this front. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider. Let's, let's think about. Let's, let's, let's get crafty about this. Let's, let's get creative about this. Let's consider 
how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. There's obviously, there's the, there's the direct contact. But what about, the, what about the spontaneous card in the mail? Or, or what about some other way that let's get creative about how we can build one another up? Let's do that. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, we need each other or else we're going to begin our natural tendency, we look at this, is we'll begin to gravitate away from connecting with each other. We'll gravitate away from it. So we have to encourage one another and remind each other, let's not give up on meeting together. Part of the assignment of Celebration Church is to reach out to people who had given up on church and given up on meeting together. Some of you are here and I hear your stories and you're like, you know what, Brandon, we hadn't been in church in five plus years or ten plus years or these different things. A part of our assignment is to, is to help connect the disconnected. That's what we're purposefully doing. Matthew 18.20 says, Where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. That the presence of God is there. He's omnipresent. He's always there. So it's not like all of a sudden there he just gets beamed in. Finally get two or three of us together and whoop, there he shows up. He wasn't there before. No, but there is this special presence. There's this special presence of God that's there whenever two or three come together. And we have groups that do this on purpose. All during the week, different days of the week. You look on the back of your bulletin, there's a list of our small groups. In fact, I'd love all of our small group leaders and our hosts to just stand up right now. Our small group leaders and our hosts. If you're in the room and you host a small group, you lead a small group, awesome, awesome. We've got small group leaders who are here, that they're a part of our team and you can get connected with them. If you need to get involved in a small group, thank you guys. If you need to get involved in a small group, these are just some of the folks that you can connect with. The other thing is that I want I want us to <clears throat> close out with is that God connects us with others because our love invasion is going to require some equipping. It's going to require some equipping. So many times we're, we look at ourselves and we think, my goodness, you know, maybe when I get a little bit more mature, God can use me. No, guess what? You say yes to God and you're, you're in the team. You're in the game immediately. But could you use some equipping as you go? Absolutely. And that's why God gives us and connects us with each other. We basically get this thing of on-the-job training. You get, okay, you're now part of the love invasion. Hook up with me and hook up with others and we'll kind of explain it as we go. We just immediately get jumped into it. Ephesians 4, verse 15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things... Grow up into Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each one of us. That's what, that's what this, this is about. As, as these groups of believers connect. I tell you what, you want to grow in love? Stay, stay in a committed relationship with somebody. Because that's going to be challenged. Whether it's a friendship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a mentor relationship, any of it, it's going to be challenged. And then that our love gets grown within us. <clears throat> Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. we hear this one all the time. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's the way God chooses to make us better. 
as we begin to connect with each other. 1 Thessalonians 3.10 says, Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. If there's something, a piece of your faith, an aspect of your faith that's lacking, well, then we want to be able to be there and supply it. We're like, well, well, whatever is lacking in your faith, what does that mean? Faith is just, it's like, you know, how, how do you have aspects of that? Well, Second Peter reveals what that is. And so we, we get a glimpse of this right here. And Second Peter 1 says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. These are, should be other aspects that are connected with our faith. To add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And then to brotherly kindness, love. All of these are going to be done absolutely best in relationship. All of these are going to be cultivated and added to us that God will use relationship over and over again, even knowledge. Hopefully that's what's happening right now. That you've come, you've connected with some others, and hopefully that you're gaining some knowledge as we open up the Scriptures and we talk about it. So even that one that can seem like, well, I can just go study on my own, may I tell you what, there's something about that collective thing. Because verse 8 says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, if God loves people more than anything else, then when He talks about us being unproductive in our, relate, in our knowledge of Jesus Christ, what is that referencing? That means that the beauty and the grace of God came to us and then all of a sudden we decided we were going to be a dead end for it. Say, thank you for it. And it stops here. I'm not passing it on. No, we're not going to be a dead end. We are going to embrace it and we'll be effective and productive in our knowledge. That's what this is about. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light, God Himself being the light, this is the message translation, we also experience a shared life with one another. If we will purpose to allow God's love and presence, his, the light of His love to come in, then we experience the shared life with one another as the sanctified blood of Jesus, God's Son, purges us from all sin. You want to grow and begin to see some of the, the habits and some of the stuff and some of the junk, the sin, the stuff that misses the mark, the destructive part of life, begin to come off of us, then live in, an, in a relationships of love on purpose. I'm telling you, nothing is going to help you get a hold of your anger more than loving the people around you. And saying, God, help me. That, that purges. That love begins to purge. Because you don't want to crush them and you don't want to blow up at them and you don't want to do these different things and you allow the love of God to do these different things. Maybe you've got a destructive addiction or a destructive habit as you begin to love the people that God's connected you with. He'll begin to purge that stuff off. He'll begin to purge that because you understand that those addictions and those things are destructive to the people that God has connected you with. And any time somebody makes a decision that they are going to love their addiction more than anything else, they eventually are alone. They will isolate themselves because it is destructive. 
to those around. And so as we, are we walk in the light, as he's now, we have the shared life, and that shared life, two in life together, grows us up and causes all this other stuff to fall off of us. We start being more patient because we love each other and we want to stay in relationship. We start being more kind because we love each other and, and, we, want to, and we want to build each other up. We, all of these different aspects of who we're to be in Christ, they grow in this way. They don't grow any other way. They grow in this way. As we connect with the body and allow it to do its work. See, it is so beautiful. God didn't stay away. God didn't isolate Himself. And He hadn't called us to be isolated. He sent His Son to invade our lives with His love. And then He shows that up. Shows up and expresses that in such a beautiful way through others. Yes, there are frustrations. Yes, people are going to miss the mark. Yes, people are going to require that you forgive them. But guess what? We, we forgive as we've been forgiven. That's our baseline. So we go on. Folks, this is it. This is the love invasion. It isn't just about, oh, I want to go and do this on my own. No, you get connected with others. It makes all the difference in the world. Now, maybe you're here this morning and you're like, well, Brandon, I... I'm completely on the outside of this deal. I, I'm, I don't have a relationship with God. I, I don't understand all of this. You're, you're talking about that, that in Christ, that God's not counting our sins against us. I need some of that. I still feel the weight of my sin pressing on me. I still feel the weight of my bad decisions pressing on me. Now let's deal with that right here. Let's deal with it right now. We want to create a quiet moment. Everybody can just create a quiet moment right here. If that's you and you say, you know what, Brandon, I want this and I, I say yes to it. I want the, the forgiveness that is mine in Christ, that, that, the, <clears throat> that the penalty for sin was poured out on Jesus and therefore I can have the life that he gives so freely. That Jesus did death for me so that I could have life. And today I want to choose it. I want to embrace it and accept it. If that's you right now, I want you to just lift your hand up. I want to pray with you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, what makes the difference here? I'm about to lend you some words, and these aren't magic words here. What makes the difference is you owning them. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouths, then we'll be saved. And that's what we're going to do right now. So believers, I want you to just put your voices with them, and we're going to pray together. If you, raise, <clears throat> if you want that, I want you to just... Say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that you sent him for me. That his death was my death. He covered my sin. And now his life is my life. I embrace that now. I choose to make him Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work in me from the inside out. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. If you made that decision, we've got some resources over here. We've got some a Bible and a, and a, a little book that explains what took place. And what this new life is all about. We have some worship music in it. We've got some good, some good resources to get you started off on a good footing. We've also got a team over here that's ready to pray with you. If you have any other issues or any, any other needs that you want prayer for. I just want us to stand up and we're going to pray as we go out of here.
Remember, we've got family fun night tonight from 5 to 7. So bring the kids, bring some friends, whatever. We've got the whole place to ourselves. So it's all ours tonight. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy that is so abundant. Lord, that while we were still far off, Lord, you demonstrated your love that you came to us. Lord, you invaded our lives and brought your love, Lord. And all we have to do is embrace it and take it. That's all we have to do is say yes to it. And trust you and allow you to work in our lives. Lord, we want to do that. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the challenge today, Lord, for us to do life together. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for, for you just showing people who they can connect with, Lord. And, and for those that, are, that don't have, Lord, strong relationships with other believers, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this week, this week, opening the door, Heavenly Father. Lord, and I thank you that the Holy Spirit will prompt every heart, Lord, and they'll recognize that you're making divine connections, Heavenly Father. And they'll say yes, and they'll walk through and embrace those relationships. And God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon.